Pussy's chicken thighs, personality's chicken breast. Wow. That's fantastic. And only the real chicken eaters is gonna understand that shit. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion. I'm so cold blooded. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. I fear nobody. I walk like a champion. What's up, everybody? This is episode 148 of the Saratoga Sports Podcast coming to you live from beautiful Baldwin, New York. Here at Regrown Recording Studio, bring you in as always your favorite hostess with the mostest. Just in transition, just stuck in traffic, just on his damn phone, but most importantly, just a friend. JT, what is up, everybody? And to my right, a man that needs some introduction, the Guyanese god himself, Dijon Mustard, if you will. John Moot, everybody. AKA him, the tool man Taylor. How y'all doing? So you're calling yourself a tool. All right. And to my far right, a man that needs no introduction. He walks with a cane not because he has to, but because he needs to. The deacon of demon time himself, Mr. Worldwide West. Yeah, and guess what? I'm about to fix your worldwide mess. So you're not leaving any worldwide messes anymore. You're, yeah. You're fixing them. the catalyst of what, like... You know how JoJo's deal is where all the vampires came from? Mm-hmm. Like, he's where all the world was. I'm the like, drama. All the messes apparently, worldwide apparent, come from. Apparently, I'm the drama. Apparently, so I'm, I'm, apparently. I'm going to embrace the drama. Apparently. Well, you have to. I mean, you're the only one that kind of fits that description on the pod. So. I mean, it's all right. Listen, but yeah, how's it going? Still leaving worldwide messes, but I'm cleaning them up. Fixing Sunset, them. I, I am them. the darkness. Yeah. You said you're cleaning up the worldwide messes? Yeah. Oh, you I, get, how are you, you doing You're getting the messes a towel? A rag, <laughs> laying the towel down. Fire too. You know, oh, you gotta, that's smart. You gotta, hey, you gotta be proactive. Listen, listen you hey. gotta be proactive versus reactive. You stay ready, so you don't gotta get ready. That's it. There you go. There you go. And to my far right, and so far he is in the other room. The Saratobi sound man himself, He's the voice de- from the, the from beyond the grape and beyond. He's dead ass on your left now. He's on my left. That's how far right he is. He's on my left. He is full liberal. Great pasta, bitch! Matt Barber, everybody. Great to be here on the Sarutobi Sports Podcast. <laughs> it's a me, Greg Pasta, bitch. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> can, can you get that to say the oh. Gabagool? Oh my god. But like spell it like Google? Gabagool. <laughs> Niggas is Not crazy. the girl. Exactly, that's what I was thinking. The Gabagools? <laughs> This, Holy shit. Oh. This is actually Matt's podcast, and we're the Gobble Girls. The oh. Gobble Ghoul featuring the Gobble Girl. Oh. Girls. Matt Barber and the Sunday Steppers. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. That's, that, that was good. That, 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 that was good. That was too good. That was hilarious. Like, y'all, <laughs> I, was just, I just realized like, that's how Ma's like his girls. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. That's crazy. That's all right. Like, ain't, no, no, ain't no shame in my game. You there's know no saying? Pearsons. They can Look. make you come quicker. That's it. Everybody can hey, get it. So I've heard. Hey. It. Everybody can get it. I'm telling you, man. What? Right? With that one you video. Coochie you, coochie does. Everybody hey, can hey, get it. Hey, all I'm going to say is, bro, listen. You get a little rose in your life. I'm telling you, boy. You, you got niggas gonna see the ones the, the, the niggas that get it get it the ones that don't is missing out hey look those rolls get buttered too no <laughs> and that's on everything like as big boy said himself big girls need love too and that's no discrimination here squirrel nah <laughs> absolutely not 
You know what I'm saying? You nice, young, thick, young lady with a pretty young face. Yo, I'm telling you, yo, the right on the Saratobi sound pod. Yo, I'm telling you what. The sound mm, pod? The yeah. Saratobi sound thing? Yeah. So we've gone That's from Saratobi sound thing to Saratobi sound pod. That was hilarious. Okay. I mean, it's Miles saying it, not us. Right, so exactly. I and plus, all I did was listen to the podcast last week. I listened to Justin speak a little bit. So, you know, I'm just going based off what, how, you know, how he was introducing shit. That's all. No, that was two weeks ago. Nah, I, well, nah last week I was, I was on point. No, no, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, last week I was on point, but I bring you into the show today because something, to me, it's hilarious. Talk to me. Uh, happened. Oh, yeah, no, John, it's hilarious. At this point in, the, in time, it's hilarious. So basically, uh, you know, remember that whole Kevin Durant trade uh, request and everything that happened, you know, a month ago? Yeah, well, a few days ago, this man basically put out an ultimatum for the Nets. He was like, yo... Either get rid of uh, Sean Marks and Steve Nash, or I still want to get out of here. And honestly, this is hilarious. It is a hilarious situation. It's a lose-lose situation for, like, I kind of think anybody. But the best-case scenario would be to, you know, obviously keep KD. But, geez Louise, this is just... I don't know what I did to deserve this as a Nets fan, to be honest. Because, like, I've never done anything. I've been very humble as a Nets fan because I haven't had a lot to brag about in my 22-plus years mm-hmm. of fandom. You know, before, you know, the best time that I had was when the Nets were, you know, the Jason Kidd era going to the multiple, uh, you know, NBA finals. And that was way before the social media era. I've been humble this whole time during Twitter. I've had some rough, rough years. I've been getting bullied. And now I get this. This is bullshit. But I find this whole situation absolutely hilarious. That's that's your... I mean, I thought we were going to hear your full take first, but that's your full take. Oh, no, well, I, I mean, it's funny. No, no, I mean, I'll let you guys talk oh, and I'll okay. give my full, full, full take. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> my whole thing, right, is what would you rather lose? And this is the thing. It's like we've had conversations on this podcast that have been led by JT that have questioned Sean Marks as a general manager, that have questioned Steve Nash as a head coach, right? Okay. So now... Them niggas is gonna end up going at some point, regardless. Like we know that, they're, like they they don't have job security like how how Pop got. I don't know, bro. No, bro, I don't think like they're pretty damn security. I don't think no. You know how no. I know they got no. The owner tweeted out, "Yo, I stand by the front office and the coaching staff." And then y'all gonna watch. And then when the Nets go back to losing fucking eighty games in a year, watch. Bro, I'm t- he yeah. doesn't know. I'm bro. He doesn't no, know, bro. I'm good. I'm telling, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, niggas is gonna niggas is gonna see, but to be on, but to be honest, yeah, I fuck with KD for like actually presenting that and saying like, all right, you know what, like it's me or him, because <laughs> to be honest, it's like if you're if you're Josiah, girl, multi billion, like like you worth a couple million dollars, you own the Brooklyn Nets and you make majority of the decisions. Who the fuck you gonna listen to? Like respectfully, like obviously Steve Nash as a player is a Hall of Famer. He did everything that he needed to do for his career. But as a coach versus KD as a player, KD a proven player, a MVP, a scoring champion. Like what? What? Like what are we? What are we really doing here? What are we debating? What? Are we, what are we debating? Like if this nigga is saying the GM is not is, is not it, and and the coach is not it, bro. If you gonna choose the non generational general manager and the non generational coaches you have, all right, cool. You you just setting yourself up for failure though. That's how I feel. I just think this is the worst hill to die on because <laughs> it's like part of it is as an owner, if he fires them, there's a potential that coaches would not want to come there, right? 
to be like, damn, like the owner not going to stand behind me. If any player can do this, like why, why would I want to do this for an organization that would put me out like that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. On the other hand, this is Kevin Durant. <laughs> I'm Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not like, like on the also LeBron shit, every day I wake up and I'm Kevin Durant. <laughs> what do you do? Like, <laughs> like... And it's not like the front office has done a good job. But it's a John saw it. John saw it firsthand, yeah. like two rows deep. Yeah, he was like, like, "That's a bad man." It's not like they've done. It's not like they've done a good job. And it's not like the Steve Nash has done a good job coaching. Like it would be one thing if it's like, um, let's say KD had beef with like a good coach. You know what I mean? It was just like, listen, it's me or him. Then, like yeah, a LeBron, like like a LeBron Spolcher type thing at the yeah, exactly. beginning of the Heatles. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Then you you stand behind the coach and all that. You know what I mean? But yeah. like. Man's is out here like if y'all not gonna trade me, like y'all gotta he gotta go. Like he's asked and Joe Sai is like, listen, listen, I chose them. And it, it's I'm not gonna say it's an easy situation to be in. For us it's easy because that's like no question. But then you're obviously it's gonna be tougher for you to, to get a coach in at that point. But like at the same time, I feel like if you're a coach, you probably out here like the players the coach association gonna be mad. But you probably out here like this motherfucker's ass at his job. Like, I understand what KD wants him to leave type shit. I don't know, man. Like, it's a bad look. I think it's a good look for KD. I love it. Oh, uh, but one who's leaking this shit? KD. KD said it himself? Bro, like, all right. So, like, Do you Shams, think KD's is, is Shams like, is the voice of the players. Why yeah. is the voice of the front offices and, and, and owners? Okay. Shams was the one that reported it. Mm-hmm. KD leaking that shit. Yeah. KD leaking yeah. that shit. I, I, I got to believe that too, bro. And here's the here's the messed up thing about this shit, right? So here's uh, but light 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 the lighter on the little Wayne shit. All right, um, the problem with this is Kevin still wants to leave, like he still wants to be traded. But at this point, him leaking this makes it seem like he wants to stay. Mm-hmm. So then, if they pick the general manager and the coach, it's like, oh well, I tried to stay. I said I wanted to stay, and they still they 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 chose their side. So this is what it, this is the end result. Mind you, he's probably in the back of his head, like, all right, it's a it's a win win situation for me. Either these these dudes leave, or I get what I want, and I get traded to either you know Boston, the Suns, wherever he wants to go, right? <laughs> um, Whichever one seed, wherever, yeah, exactly, whatever whatever top seed in the in in the NBA he wants to go to. Um, so he not win. <laughs> the problem with this is right, and to you know like like John said. You know, and I think you had said that too, Miles. Is like if if you're Joe Sy and you do this and you axe out Sean Marks and Steve Nash, now you kind of put a bad taste in your mouth to other executives and other coaches. Like, all right, this guy is going to be at the women mercy of whatever superstar. If I do pick, if they do come mm-hmm. in, Kevin Durant's still there. I'm at the women mercy of Kevin Durant, right? And if KD don't like me, he the owner's always going to pick him, mm-hmm. right? On the flip side, it's like, all right, you're really picking. An unproven, and we've seen a no, horrible. I think proven to be ass. Yes, a a horrible coach in Steve Nash, and I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna say that that Sean Marks has, has been terrible. He has not been. He does not deserve to be put on this pedestal that I think a lot of media people and a lot of like casual NBA fans put him on mm-hmm. because like he was able to get the Nets out of you know poverty, which he did. Right, they had no draft picks. He was able to field a semi competitive team they got they went 42 and 40 they were essentially the Orioles but even, yeah no but, no no John that's, that's, that's a great yeah. that's a great example they were basically the Orioles they had a a great magical year they snuck in as a six seed two games over 500 gentlemen swept by the Sixers right after that all right you get Katie and Kyrie not Marx's is you know they didn't come because of Marks. they were just like all right we're gonna team we up find on a cool a team. spot Sean Marks found out us. yeah Sean Marks found out via Waj 
when Waj tweeted it, it was like, oh shit, like they're coming here. Um, what do you call it? After that, right, the James Harden trade, you make that trade 10 times out of 10. I don't care if anybody says a revisionist history. At that time, yes. Yeah. At like, that time, yes. Absolutely. Because you look Absolutely. at this trade, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Yeah. You don't got to explain yeah. it. You're fine. Not me personally, so, but I can feel you. I understand. Make that trade, right? This year, a whole bunch of bullshit happened, right? The mandate, you know, you had Harden coming off the hamstring injury. Harden gets upset. He did a terrible job with his free agent acquisitions. I mean, you have James Johnson, Paul Millsap, Javon Carter, like three, two other guys not even on the roster by the end of the season, That's right? It is. I don't even think Paul Millsap was that bad. He just kept getting fucking put in terrible situations for him. I, I mean, bad fights, I, I, bad I, rooted, I rooted for Paul Millsap, yeah. but like you could see yeah, he, just, they also, he just didn't have They it. also chose to play James Johnson instead of Blake Griffin. So there's that. I wanted to shoot myself every time I saw that man touch the floor. Um, not last very long in Dallas. Bro. But um, I know, and, and and Ruben tried to warn me. As our enforcer. Ruben tried, Ruben tried yeah. to warn me many times. Yeah, as our enforcer. Um, but yeah, so like he's not had a perfect bill of you know health, Sean Marks. That's what kind of came as a shot, not a shock, shock to me, but it was a little bit surprising that KD had put in Sean Marks as one of his like, yo, I want him gone. If it was just Steve Nash, had been like, all right, that's an that's a very easy, easy decision because like this man is horrible. Mm-hmm. But now you have the GM on top of it. If you did let them go, now you're you're a month out of training camp, right? Because we're in August. Training camp is probably like the end of September. Um, you got to find a new coach and a new GM, right? That's that's hard. Find two new pieces like that because usually if you have to find a new coach, the GM is the one handling that. Yeah, usually you, you try know? and go GM first. You try to go if GM you, first. If you got to do both, yeah. you try and go GM first so he can have a vision for the team and but who then, wants to coach them. But then like what that. GM wants to take this job knowing that you're at the women mercy of – a superstar. Are I you feel surprised? Like, oh, sorry. You want to go first? Yeah. I feel like if KD felt like this, mm-hmm. like the reports of him wanting, and this, he may have vocalized this the first time that he had requested a trade, and that might have been the reason why he requested a trade. If he wanted Steve Nash and um, Sean Marks out, I feel like that's something that he should have said at first, like like in a in a in a. First time, so that way we already, because that was what back in July, like that in the was, beginning of like, July or in June, July, yeah, yeah. So if he had said that, then it's like you know you could at least go through an off season and you could have like new, a new GM and you know you figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, at this point, free agency's on basically over. But, but like, why did this meeting like this? Like, so it was basically a meeting. Josiah flew out to London. I also you have the video of 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 james harden and kevin durant at that travis scott concert yucking it up and like so they're cool so now you know there's there's no beef between these guys Mm -hmm. which makes you think okay it was definitely james didn't wasn't up that upset at uh, kd and kd and kyrie i mean you know whatever you want to say about kyrie he might be upset at kyrie but i also don't think kd was that upset i don't think yeah kd wasn't upset at james it was mostly in the beginning i don't think james was upset with kd but i think kd might have been upset with him in the beginning but then it's like all right now you see that james wanted out because obviously there's situation there's problems with this front office and coaching staff and then also you know the kyrie thing mediocrity you know and the kyrie thing is also you know a thing too but now you know like all right these these players pick themselves (laughs) over you know shit did you guys see the stuff with Aaron Rodgers on Barstool? Where you said he uh, does the psychedelics? No, no, no. Well, I think he's, he might have said it there. But when they <laughs> went on, they were like, oh, can you explain your tattoo? It's almost like we said it looks like the inside of Kyrie Irving's brain. That shit was oh, so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh. no and they were that. like, oh, man, like, you know, it's pretty cool that you were open to, like, getting a needle in you to inject like things and feel good about it and then they're like i don't know i couldn't do that oh that's funny <laughs> like he leaned oh in he was like i got God. immunized like right here <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. oh, hey that's yeah that's, that's, but, um, that's, in a vacuum that's kind of funny but, <laughs> yeah, in a vacuum. but yeah, I, yeah 
so my thing is like, are you super surprised that Sean Marks is a part of it? No, nah, absolutely okay. not. From 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 what I know, no. Okay, I think um, I'm like, but like, do you feel like if he just said, if he just went, yo, just fire Steve Nash, we'll deal with the rest. Like if he just said one of them, if so, he just said that, do you my, think my, it would have been a well, little more easy to the digest? Prob- the problem is, is that that is a decision that Josiah has to be like talking to uh, Sean Marks about, basically saying like, hey, Steve Nash, KD don't fuck with him. Uh, y'all got to figure it out. Yeah, and I feel like that happens. Like Way more, more often, often than not. Yes. Like, oh, right. I feel like that's not common, but like we literally saw it with the Cavs and, and, and David Blatt. Bro, we if, saw it with fucking right. um, if Jerry, that, Jerry Sloan. If I feel like if that was the case, I think. Yes, yeah, so do you I, think I, that? I think Steve Nash would have been gone. I think I, I, so I genuinely what, what feel like if that stopped, was like, do you think that there's any particular reason it was both as opposed to KD just being like maybe if I just get Nash out, shit could be better because sort of thing because like or or do you think it's full on? He is completely done with the franchise. And he's just trying to make it easier to trade him. We gotta think in the NBA. Not easier, easier. In the M- I mean? in the NBA, general manager is not getting fired that often. Like, yes. not not as often as you would think in like other sports, like football. Yes. A general manager is getting fired every couple years. Well, that's because you're a Giants fan. No, um, not my not my general hey, manager. Man, I'm my my general manager general... begin begin. It's 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 a revolving door of general manager that they do with the Jets too. Yeah. So, um, so th- that's what I'm like saying. Like, is it one of those where it's like? If he really wanted, I feel like if he really wanted to stay, he would have just said Steve Nash. And more, he's just like, yeah, like fuck it, burn the whole shit. Yes, like, no, make that's, it that's, more that's literally what it is. Yeah, yeah. Burn the whole shit, but I'm gonna make it seem like I want to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'll stay if you do these two things. But if not, trade me. And here's the problem, right? We know that Joe Sai is gonna pick Steve Nash and 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 uh, what do you call it, Sean Marks, right? Yeah. Here's the problem. Steve and Nash just got to step down. It's not going to happen. Bro, if you, you got publicly... First of all, it's a weird situation now anyway because now both of them, right? Steve Nash and Sean Marks have been publicly called out by one of the greatest players we've ever seen in our gener- in our era, right? You got publicly called out. What are you going to do now? How do you get that type of respect? And what stars are going to want to come back to Brooklyn? If you do end up training Kevin Durant, right? What stars are going to come to Brooklyn, right? So you have the, the Celtics trade, right? Maybe J- Jalen Brown comes. Yep. Why would Jalen Brown want to ex- get a, sign a contract extension or even, you know, when he hits Regency, sign back with the Nets? Mm-hmm. Why would he want to do that? When this whole big, crazy nonsense, and you know how players talk, they're probably telling them, like, yo, they be doing some shicey shit over here. We already know that Joe Shy is on some shicey shit because he was the reason why Kyrie Irving wasn't playing to begin with. Yeah. Right? And then the whole, also the whole narrative that it was like, oh, Kevin Durant hired Steve Nash. I've been telling niggas for months that it wasn't Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving's hire. It that was, was Sean, Sean that's, Marks. That's Sean Marks, bro. That's and Joe Sai. And then I have, rece- and it's crazy because I got receipts and shit, ESPN stories. Bro, but like, if you, report stories. If, if you was following that from how everything went, Sean, like, like Steve Nash was the, was the head coach, like, I think it was um, a few weeks before. Kyrie and Katie said that they were gonna co- go to the Nets. Am I, am I nah, mistaken? Nah. So Katie and Kyrie were on the Nets when Kenny Atkinson was there. Kyrie, mm-hmm. Katie was just hurt that whole year. Yeah, Kyrie was there. He, I think, he played only like twenty three games, had the shoulder injury, so mm-hmm. they shut him down. Mm-hmm. The next, that, that Kyrie like went off in the beginning of the season. Yeah, he went off in the beginning of the season. Fifty points in the first game or some shit like 50 that. Fifty points against the, the Timberwolves yes, and they I lost. That. Yeah. Then he was playing. He got he was constantly getting hurt. Then mm-hmm. they end up firing uh, Kenny right like two weeks before the season shut down. Right. Then they go into the offseason, and every report was Ty Lue or Greg, Pop, Greg, Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, they might, you know, 
lure in, yeah, you know, yeah. Greg Pop because he has such a great relationship with Kevin Durant. Mm. It ended up being Steve Nash, and it caught everybody by surprise. And everybody's like, like, what the hell? Like, he wasn't even in contention for any type of coaching jobs. So everybody was kind of, like, confused at it. But it was like, okay, well, he's a generational point guard, right? He's a Hall of Famer. Well, like, now inducted into the Hall of Fame. You know, maybe, maybe he'll be good, right? You gave him the benefit of the doubt. And then that's when Kyrie had that whole, like, oh, I don't see us having coaches and things like that. You really think that Kyrie would have made that comment if Greg Pop came over? Nah. You know, or if, like, let's say, like, a Quinn Snyder or Eric Spolcher came over. fucking ripped yeah. Kyrie in And that's the thing. Because yeah. if, if Quinn Snyder came over, shit, probably, yeah, but Greg, but Greg Pop. But even, like, Ty Lue, because they have, like, Kyrie has that respect for Ty Lue. Yeah, because he, he won with Ty Lue. I mean, Ty Lue. Because he won with Ty Lue. Well, Ty Lue. Ty Lue, Greg Popovich, and Quinn Snyder, they're all in different classes. But, yeah, I mean, you know. I just threw out a real coach. I just threw out Quinn Snyder just as another coach. Niggas that know how to coach players. Yes, I understand. And, and, even, and it was even crazier, right? Because I remember back then during you that. Could have Steve Clifford. He wouldn't have talked about that hey, shit. Probably. We're being honest. And even when that they were doing that whole coaching search, I wasn't even high on on Ty Lue like that because at that he point was coming you didn't up, think you didn't think Ty Lue could coach. I didn't think that, that Ty Lue could coach because all we had was the one yeah. LeBron the, the LeBron championship, and then he was fired 15 games into that next season, right? So I was like, all right, well he's kind of trash. Now he's proven he can actually coach, right? We didn't know that at the time, but. You know what? If I was to take a gamble on a on, on a coach, I would have rather Ty Lue than Steve Nash. Like if that was my option, rather Ty Lue, Ty Lue than Steve Nash, only because he has the coaching acumen. Right? He was an assistant for a few years, mm-hmm. then he became a head coach. He won a championship. Even if you want to say that's all LeBron, it, it is what it is. He still has experience in that seat. Yeah. Steve Nash is coming in here raw. Like yeah, he he was a player. I think player development coach or like an assistant with the Warriors and that's how he had a relationship with Steve, with uh, Kevin Durant mm-hmm. but still like it's a much different role than like alright assistant coach than just you know I'm helping out on the weekends. All in all you can tell it was a situation where they did not ask the star players hey star players who do y'all want to coach you guys? Yep. It was uh, yo we're gonna do this and KD was like alright I guess let's do it. Like, like how many times at your job do your bosses tell you like, yo, we're going to do this and you don't agree with it, but it's like, what else can you do? Yeah. You just got to go with it. Like Mm -hmm. it is what it is. So that's, that's, that's the one funny, like, you know, narrative that's been like, you know, kind of killed. And I know a lot of people were like, you know, throwing it out there and a lot of the blue checks and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. A lot of blue checks are stupid as shit. Because they have no sources whatsoever, and they're just kind of going off of other narratives. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, all you have to do is, is a simple Google search. They're, they're just keeping a, up the trends, man. They're just keeping up the trends. A simple Google search that's would tell you. That's why they won't let us become famous. That's why. Because we're going to hold these niggas accountable. That's mm-hmm. why. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to try my best. Once I get into the, you know, once I get my foot in the door. I'm telling you, man, you got to start putting them jokes. You got to start ghostwriting jokes for people. I'm going to try <laughs> my best. Yeah. On the notes. <laughs> source. Build, build, build a little rapport. Yeah, watch, watch watch when I get watch when I get uh you know cozy with Maria Taylor. I'll be like, yo Maria, let me holler at you for a second. That's crazy. That's professional shit. You. That's big sis right there. <laughs> for real for real. Everybody, I mean, at, at this point, everybody kind of except for Malika. I love I love this, I love, love Maria age. Taylor. Oh my god, her and Malika like ah, Andrew's family. Shout out to them, Malika and her sister. No, no, fuck Malika. No, 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 not Malika. No. Bro, she's going. I'm pretty sure she's engaged to Dave McMenamin. Who? Who? Like one of the, the bro. You you've seen Dave McMenamin. He's he be on M- he he be on NBA uh the, the the show. He's one. He's he's a reporter. Okay. For okay. Yeah, 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 big 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 time reporter too. Okay, he's good at his job. Was dating that weird looking dude. Bro, I, and pu- um, pu- John, pull and, up a picture uh, of Dave McMenamin right now. Matt, Matt, can you hear me? 
pull up a picture of Dave McMenamin right now. Dave McMenamin, Dave McMenamin, ESPN. Because this is this is this is absurd. Yeah, he looks like a regular white dude. That's yeah. usually honestly like. Yeah, you be seeing girls no that look See? like. I'm honestly, telling you, be seeing girls that look, look like. Look, look, look at this nigga. Regular ass white dudes. That's like um. What? Where is Doctor Umar? Um, oh no, there's a picture of them together. Oh my god, this is another person who dated someone like that too. Yeah, right there, down the. Down. Oh. Damn shame. We're losing the recipes. My black sister. Why? You know what? It's because she went to Northwestern. That's probably why. Oh, P and W shit. Fair enough. Also, speaking of Northwestern, there was some funny shit going around on the timeline because it was the NABG NABJ conference in in Vegas. <laughs> niggas was saying, "Yo, there's mad niggas that are Eskimo brothers with um, ah shit, what's the nigga from PTI? Oh, um, uh, part of ah, black dude." Uh, Wilbon? Wilbon, yeah. yeah. Niggas was saying there was mad, there's mad Eskimo brothers with Wilbon because Wilbon be at the, you know, National Association of Black Journalists, the conventions, right? <laughs> Apparently that shit is like freak Nick. I asked Kayla. I sent it, I sent it to I Kayla. I ain't gonna lie, yo, that, con- that conference was in Vegas this year, bro. Vegas. I asked Kayla. She was like, nah, it's kind of overblown. But other people in the media that I know that, 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 be, that have gone there, they were saying it's kind of valid. Yeah. They say it's kind of valid. Hey, listen, <laughs> when, you, when, when you had the next... NABJ Miles meeting. I'm trying to no. I'm trying to go next year because now, now, now that I got now I'm official, officially back into the circle. Yeah. Right now I have reason to go. Lit. Now I have reason to go. So I'm gonna try. Hopefully it's in a good spot. Shit. We we Toby trip. Toby trip. Yeah. No. It, but but getting get, getting back on track with the uh, the Kevin Durant thing. It's 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 a, it's it's a precarious situation for Nets fans right now, especially me being somebody that's been a fan for like 22 plus years. I trust me, I've been through dark ages, and I don't really think that the owner, Jer, uh, you know, Joe Sy, understands how grim shit's about to get. Because, yo, I'm keeping a stack. Nets fans are not. It's not a big fan base, like. Especially now that they moved from Jersey to Brooklyn, it's not a We're big fan about base. Like every week of the NBA season. Like and I and I, Sorry, I get man. like I no no I I, I know the the jokes all oh, there's twelve Nets fans and like I I get it like it's sometimes it's an old joke but like yo it's there's true like truth to it th- it's hard as hell for the Nets to like really take over like even when like John when we went to the Dallas Mavericks there was a lot of Mavericks fans there yeah that you don't like when the Nets went to, to 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 Dallas it wasn't like you could hear a big contingent of Nets fans Nets fans don't travel like that yeah there's a little bit more you see every now and again but like yo and why do you think niggas is there in the stadium. For KD and Kyrie, even when Kyrie was not even playing, all right, you still at least get to see KD and like parts of James Harden. Yeah, you got to win first, bro. You don't got like you, you don't have actual like fans. Fans, it's like whenever LeBron goes somewhere and it's LeBron fans. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, wasn't we, that no, many, we, no, we no, have, I'm saying, we have no, no, fans. I'm saying, but like the amount. No, the relative, amount that they're now. Yes, there's a lot yeah, of stands. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot not of like it's not like you know like think about how many people are actually Cavaliers fans when he was in Cleveland. You know, and it's also it's like think about like. And I, I hate using the Yankees as an example because it's kind of like using the Cowboys, but it's kind of the same principle. There's never going to be a Yankees game that's empty. You know why? Because because of these niggas have won so many so much throughout their history. I know, man. Them Eduardo Nunez years are pretty rough. No, bro. There, there was niggas still, there. There was still there. there was still niggas there. Oh, I, oh, for like true fans, yeah, for sure. I bro, think the like, last. Mo, I mean, mo, we mo, can look mo, at the, the thing is, is yeah, like, yeah, yo, you're right, you're right. They said, for right, for right. example, um, when they was at. Whatever the fuck national stadium that uh, national oh, league stadium was Pittsburgh. Yeah. Huh? No, when they were at St. Louis. No. Just St. Louis. Now, just now in St. Louis, oh, they were like they've yeah, had three ahead. sellouts in the history of the stadium, and like the the last one was when the Yankees. Wait, just came time out. Down. I can't bro, believe the they've Cardinals. Been to the, they've yeah, been to bro. the World Series more recently than the Yankees. 
Cardinals and they said three the, the, sellout? they, they yeah, had bro. three sellouts consecutively because the Yankees went there, bro. Yes, and they had like three shit. or four sellouts in their existence in their history, in bro. New, in that newer stadium, and, that, and that's a, and they have what, don't 06, they have the I second think? most championships in MLB history? Yes, with eleven. That's nuts! Damn, that's crazy. And they love baseball out in Missouri. Exactly. Yeah. That's just my point. Not people out in Missouri. Damn, that's crazy. I'm but telling yeah. you, winning travels, bro. Winning travels. And even like, and even, and even Missouri. though, and it, sometimes you don't even have to win to travel. Knicks fans travel. Every I, you could turn you could turn on a random ass Utah Jazz Knicks game in Utah. There will be a very good contingent of Knicks fans out there. You will not see that with Nets fans. And I don't think Joe Sy really understands. Like, yo, these guys are are your, are your breadwinners, right? Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are your breadwinners. Yeah, that's true. The Nets the, just had their most profitable season in terms of ticket sales and merchandise in years. The stands aren't buying season tickets. But they're buying merch. They're buying single game tickets, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're also increasing season tickets. No, I'm saying the stands. Yeah, the stands aren't. No. Yeah. And that's why a lot of the people on a lot of people on Twitter aren't buying aren't buying season tickets either. So a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Joe Sai, good on you for taking back the franchise and shit like that. Those niggas not coming through the Barclays. These niggas are just sitting on Twitter and watching the games, Twitter and that's fingers. cool and all. But like, yeah, exactly. Twitter fingers. I'm not seeing you at Barclays. I was at Barclays 13 times this season. 13. I was there when niggas was playing. The, the 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 Raptors during the COVID, you know, shit. I was there when niggas when they were did, putting Patty Mills on all the promos. When Patty Mills was the starting point guard, and there was no Harden, no Kyrie, and no KD in the lineup. I was going to those games. I was going to the games when Donald Sloan was the starting point guard for the Nets. Who? Jazz legend. Like, come on now. I was there when Sean Kilpatrick was out here hooping. When the team was being led by Brooke Lopez and Bo- and Boyan Bogdanovich, like. But these aren't the people that are showing up. These aren't the loyal fans. And these are the ones that are the same ones that are saying, oh, that 2019 team, oh my God, they were so great. Oh, we got to get back to Nets culture. Fuck that Nets. Fuck that team. Honest to God, I'm so sick of that team only because of how much people put them on a, on a, on a pedestal. Yeah. It was a, a team that a was Cinderella t- season. two wins over 500, John. John, two wins over 500 in a weak-ass Eastern Conference. Yeah. 42 and 40. 42 there. and 40. Gentlemen there. swept. I was there. Oh, well, well because they because niggas know how to woo walk on the sidelines, and because Jared Dudley's out here challenging Ben Simmons, that makes it great. Awesome. Look at that roster, right? That if you pull legends. up that roster, how many niggas of that team are still in the league right now? I can tell you, you can count it on I think one hand. Actually, I think it's probably two: Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Chris Levert, who are still on the Nets currently from that team. No, 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 just in the league. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Chris Levert, Theo Pinson, Theo Pinson. Ed Davis, I think, if he's still on the Cavs. Ed Davis is definitely he's somewhere. He's he's somewhere. Some, he might be a free agent. The thing is, he here. really could help a team. But, like, I'll, I'll tell you, everybody that's not on that everybody that's on that team that's not in the league right now, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Allen Williams, Rodion's Karuks, Dazanon Musa, Jared Dudley. That's at least five. Oh, I forgot. Torian Prince is still on the uh He just signed a deal. Yeah, it's a two-year deal for the Timberwolves. But, like, you tell me that team was going to go anywhere? They were staking their claim on D'Angelo Russell. John, what has D'Angelo Russell done in the three years he's left Brooklyn? He's um, the fourth best player on Minnesota. I've been saying about D'Angelo Russell since he got drafted. That was your man's in college when he got drafted. I mean, he was swaggy as shit in college. I, At Ohio State, he was swaggy as shit. <laughs> when he came to the league, I said he was not going to be anything. I said his I said his ceiling was an all-star player. And his ceiling... And he was a fringe also because he was a replacement. Exactly. Mind you, I was big on the the D'Angelo Russell hype train. I was huge. I even got a D'Angelo Russell. I used to get arguments with James. I got a D'Angelo Russell uh, all-star jersey. But look, like you can see that man was not going to take another. The only guy from that team that took a jump was Jared Allen. 
He's the only guy that's been a legitimate. He's a legitimate All Star yeah. caliber player. I mean, he yeah. also he also was a replacement, and he was also a replacement. Didn't we play? Let's be fair. Who didn't we play pretty well? You same didn't we that couldn't last three months on the team that he wanted to sign with in free agency? Now, I, and I get it. Like he, he played a great. Now, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying he doesn't uh, play like, a great role for you. Don't do that because the Wizards. He literally was cooking, and then they were like, "We need you to pass," and he was like. But I'm averaging like 19 and five. They're like, no, no, no. Nobody else was doing shit. And he lost the locker room. He's not a like he was not a great locker room guy. And in, 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 I don't think he ever. Then again, it was it was funny as different situation. Listen, he said it himself. Listen, he was like, bro. He that was man like, chased the money and was like, he was out three months. If any of us was like, yo, can Spencer Dinwiddie lead a team? All three of us would have been like, hell no. Yeah, that is that, a that is a great sixth or seventh man. That is not a guy that I want as one no, of the catalysts. No, absolutely team. not. But that's who niggas think was gonna be catalysting the Nets. I know he will be fine for us. Nah, he would have catalyst. He he would. Chris and I and I think about Chris Levert, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, how could you trade Chris Levert? Yeah. That nigga hasn't had a healthy season in the last three years. And if it wasn't for us trading him, who knows what would have happened to his health? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm that's saying? A good point. He's been a, he's a become basically a journeyman at this point. D'Angelo Russell was on his third team since leaving the Nets. Like, what are we doing here? But we want to idolize this team. That's the team. That's the type of team that Joe Sy wants. That's the type of team that Sean Marks wants. So what? So we're gonna build around Ben Simmons? Who the fuck is coming to Barclays Center with Ben Simmons and Patty Mills as the star attractions? It's not gonna be me. I was about to say you. No, it's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I I am shameless as shit. I am I am shameless as hell. I'll still be there. You want to cop that Patty jersey? Fuck that, bro. I'm not buying no more. I'm not buying no more gear. Like until this franchise proves to me that they can that they're serious, I'm not buying no more gear. Last jersey I bought was a Cam Thomas customized jersey, and before that it was a Kevin Durant, it was the Kevin Durant uh, City Edition jersey. I'm done. I'm done buying jerseys. What a Cam Thomas! That's how you know he's a real fan, bro. See, but there's Cam here's the thing. Thomas jersey is nuts. Here's the thing though, it fits me because that was my number in college. Okay, your last not college, name. Not my number in high school, and it's my last name. So either way, so it looks it's like not customized. an actual custom jersey for you. It's, a it's Cam not Thomas a custom. Jersey. It's a Cam Thomas jersey, but I can just say it's a custom. Oh, and who knows if he's gonna be here in a few years like that. That's my one problem with this. Like, if you want to regain, like, you want to bring back this culture, they're doing what, big franchise shit. And they're not a big franchise. They wanted, they didn't, they want to be a mom and pop shop with, yeah. with, 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 with stock market corporation aspirations. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. You can't succeed in this, in this business, in this industry, in this league without star talent, right? That's didn't, true. didn't, didn't when That's when the Raptors true. had Kyle Lowry and. And, and Demar Derozan. When did you say they had they had a good culture right under Dwayne Casey? I would say so. Yeah, but the only what did they, they need? Win was LeBron James. But what did they need to get over the hump? They just needed need that, Kawhi. That one. They, they, they needed Kawhi. Kawhi. They needed Kawhi. Mind bro, you, Kawhi shit. was coming off of being toxic as hell with the whole Uncle Dennis shit yeah, right. in San Antonio. So hey, look, toxicity works sometimes. I'm not saying toxicity going to work now because you know either way, Nets, Nets, Nets fans are screwed. But look, man, it's a it's a hilarious situation, honestly. Um, I don't know what the hell's gonna happen come training camp. I don't know what the hell's gonna happen come regular season, but it is what it is. Fuck it, we ball, and fuck it, I'm fuck gonna it. still be here. Fuck it, you. That's a fact. I believe that's a go down. Bro, you, son, this nigga's a war. I'm telling you, Joe Sai's a war criminal. Also, and we're not even gonna talk about all his stuff with Alibaba oh, and all the other stuff yeah, in China. I was hearing about all of that too. Bro, isn't he got some shit? So is your is your is your biggest hope right now? Like the one thing that might pull you from the depth of darkness and the franchise or the depth of darkness is Joe Side gets caught up in some shit and has to sell the team? Bro, I hope. 
Like high key, <laughs> like, low key. Like I hope. Like this nigga need to sell it. He done. He's not about. He's. He, I can tell what type of owner he is. He's a type of owner that said saw. Oh shit, an NBA team taking after I, James Dolan. I kind of like basketball. You know, it could be a good. It could investment. be a good investment property. You know, property. Nope. Yeah, homie, taking after that James Dolan, huh? JD and the straight shots. At least James Dolan like basketball, and he and I like I, I think James Dolan cares. He just makes some walk decisions. I don't think he cares. I think you don't think he cares? No, 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 James Dolan cares. cares. He just doesn't care about basketball. He's he cares about hockey. I think he cares he about cares, being the he, owner. He of cares about hockey. I promise you, he, oh, no, he cares the fuck about the New York. I know Rangers. we're Ranger fans. Exactly. You see that? You see, Truba just got a promoted captain. Here you go, baby. He did. Trooper just got promoted captain. Anyhow, so. Anyway, that's that's pretty much it. Also, um, why is Dejounte Murray um, just acting a fool? Dejounte Murray is real life a dickhead. I, I honestly, I was I was with him on the Paldo thing at first because he was like, because usually if usually when players like if NBA players and one person gets someone on some shit, they usually laugh about it and it's like ah, oh, you got me there. Like we're both in the NBA. Like, but Paolo took that shit to heart. <laughs> like, I would take that shit to heart, too, because, like... It wasn't even that crazy. But, John, he... All right, he did the Luca fake... does that in NBA games for people playing for their livelihood. But, no, John, it's different because Luca doesn't go in your face, like, afterwards like that. At least I don't think so. Does he do that? What? Luca, th- does he just go in your face? No, I'm talking about the thing he did... What he did to Paolo. Yeah, the behind-the-back shit. And then the he threw the, it off the glass. That was it. No. You didn't see the video? Like, yeah. He dunks it, then he walks into his face and yells. Oh, I didn't into see his, that. Yeah. He yelled into his I face. I just saw the dunk. And... So it's like, like, yeah, the move was cool and everything. It was just oh, him, yeah. he dead just walked yeah, into so his face. I guess face and his real life an asshole. I don't get it, though. Like, was this? Was he always like this? I remember the only- I don't know. I fuck with the, he, he finally got out of pop. It was like he got away from Pop. You know, Pop will run a tight ship. He tried to do that shit on the Spurs. Pop would be like, we're just going to trade you. Um, what is it? The only time I remember him acting kind of like crazy is like when Harden was throwing the Rockets. And uh, he like bumped chest with Harden. Like they were like face to face. That was it. Other than that, like I haven't heard anything about him. But this is kind of weird. Like, and it's not just a one-off incident with Paolo. He's been doing this to like random nine to five Amazon workers in the in these Drew Leagues. It's weird. I don't get it. Um, Speaking of nine to five workers... Some of the some of the best players in the Knicks showed out to a pro am uh, the other day and lost to some nine to five workers by thirteen points. Miles, so, Miles, after showing it. out, explain <laughs> after, yourself. After showing out, throwing all these lobs, doing all these things, motherfuckers lost by thirteen points. Former, former, not even a last second shot. <laughs> none of that. Former Dallas Maverick was on that double team. digit lead. Keyword: former. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Knicks. <laughs> I want to have one time. It's the Knicks. What did y'all expect to happen? What did y'all expect? We had game one in the garden and trade dropped 40 on our heads. It's as if y'all expected something different. Bing bong. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I, I, I don't get it, man. Like, I really out I, here thinking. I expected a, a NBA of, players to beat niggas yes, on the I, street. Fair enough. I expected enough. a team of three NBA players. Usually, pro-ams will be people playing against each other all the time. I Two niggas that are making over like three, $25 million a year. Three NBA players on one team to beat a group. See, of, like, if it, was, if it was just Obi on the team, yeah. I'd, I'd understand it completely because it's just Obi. If it was just one of them, period, yeah. and they lost, sure. You sure. know what's funny? Because you still have to be a, a certain level to play in a pro-am. Yes. Right? You still have to be a certain level. You usually have to play in college or something. Mm-hmm. Every dog has their day, right? If it was just one of them, sure. 
understandable. Because there's four other dudes on the exactly. team. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But three of the motherfuckers who are probably on the court the entire time. That's nuts. That's nasty. That's, that's a bad joke. That's a bad That shit just reminds me of the time when uh, Denzel Valentine went to uh, Drew League and was getting cooked <laughs> by that one dude. And the dude was just like, this nigga's in the league? <laughs> this nigga's in the league? Nah. <laughs> That's a bad John. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being honest, like... (sighs) (laughs) I can't defend them, bro. Like, yo, y'all niggas are grown-ass men. Like, grown-ass NBA player men. And y'all losing the niggas off the street. But Even Pat Bev beat them motherfuckers at Rucker Park. Man, he was in 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 jeans and Tim's. Like, I don't want to know. There's a reason why that footage didn't come out. That's all I'm going to leave it at. (laughs) Kyrie ain't lose when he did his, you know, little tournament the other week. Reunited with LeBron James. Um, yeah, the last thing I gotta say is, uh, wait. Also, I have a question. Okay, what are your what are your thoughts on this? Like more NBA players doing like the Drew League and the Pro Am stuff. I love it. I love it. Like, would you be worried about this? No, as players, a fan or an owner. No, players hoop during the summer regardless. Like mm-hmm. they're always gonna hoop. Um, I really like. I forgot who said it, where they were like, "Yo, go play at programs for all those kids and people that can't afford to see you play in NBA games. Like, let them see you. I think it's dope, and players are gonna hoop regardless. Think about as kids, like how dope it was to go see like foot. Like at that time, we just see highlights on YouTube of motherfuckers going to play a Rucker and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is fire. And at that time, it was the biggest stars. Yeah, like it was literally like fucking Kobe going to Rucker, KD, like shit like yeah. that. You know what I mean? So I think it's dope. I think it's good for the game. Um, I, I really, especially for something that like, you know, talking about they lost fans during the bubble season and all this stuff like that. And like, I feel like it's really good for the game and that's how you set up the new generation. It's only just the MAGA fans. Yeah, it's very, (laughs) exactly. It's very similar to, it's like for us at least trying to like, be like, yo, like accept fucking jazz Chisholm for who he is types Mm. of shit. Cause that's, what's going to get kids in like interested in the game. Mm -hmm. So I think it's super dope. Um, it's just funny that the motherfuckers lost. (laughs) Like that's so deep. Uh, but no, but, but no fear. Of like, no, because uh, people like, bro, uh, players are gonna hoop regardless. You can get hurt doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, you got hurt. Sale, you got hurt riding a bike. <laughs> that, shit is, that was a bad game for the Red Sox, bro. Red Sox down bad. Um, but it's like, a, a, anything could happen at any time. Obviously, you want to mitigate things like that. But if someone gets hurt playing basketball, like, how can you be mad at them? That could have happened themselves. The difference is that you hope that at a pro am. There's not like levels of players who are actively trying to hurt people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And usually at that level of competition, it's not. It's not like they're out here playing on the street. It's not like they're out here like some the homies gonna be like, damn, he dunked on me. I'll be right back. <laughs> type shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Go to my car. Get exactly. my other gun. <laughs> Shoot all you motherfuckers. Yeah, like it, it's it's a it's set things. It's not like they're playing in random things. Like you right. have to be allowed to play in said leagues. Yes. So there's a level of like security to it to that regard, but yeah, motherfuckers gonna hoop anyway. A lot of these people don't even be working out; they just be hooping. So, I saw Luca was out here hooping on the public court. Yeah, the other it was like you know a little random pickup game out in uh, the European. First and foremost, in European, like this, the Dominican, this <laughs> the Europa. <laughs> this nigga Luca looked like he's about to, bro. Honestly, like he got, he, and like the, past, the past couple off seasons, Luca looked like all right, I'm chilling, I'm chilling. This nigga looked locked in, bro. Yeah, bro. If there's any time to take the MVP, you know, before the season bet, I would take it this year. Future, so futures bet on Luca. Yeah. Quote me. I don't look. 8 10 at 22 10. I feel like that's not a bad bet. That's not. That's not. I, I, I really don't think. I think. I think. Listen, listen we, we could have such a shitty we, start we, to the season. We, we, he might have been the MVP last year. 
Once those open up, I I might I might take I might throw maybe like ten ten bucks on that. I mean, listen, you throw you throw ten dollars or something that's plus a thousand plus eight hundred. There you go, you making money, nigga. Yeah. Fuck is you talking about? Let's see, let's see. You're not making eight hundred dollars, but are you they know? up right now, John? Are you looking for it right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm checking to see if they have. Oh, okay. Obviously, they get division and stuff like that. I it's crazy that they still have like odds for like KD where his next team is gonna be. Like I feel like that's like betting has gotten so crazy that you can bet on like where Anything. some players gonna get traded. Anything. I kind of love it though. Yeah, they don't have the MVP up yet. No MVP. That's okay. Yeah. You know what? It's probably because you know what it is. They're probably still waiting on where KD goes and like free agency and all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to take uh, Baltimore winning the division, and um, I take that bet. And maybe the Chargers. I was hoping that when the Deshaun thing was only like at six games, I was hoping that it would change the odds, mm-hmm. but it didn't really change it. So who's it? Wait. So are you guys so the favorite to win the I division? Think so. I what? Uh, probably what two? F- maybe like two seventy. That's not bad. But, uh, I might take the I'm you know what I might I saw the other day I might take the Colts for the AFC South. I gotta see. I think I think I was at like two seventy. Uh, I think that might be I think I think that might be a smart bet. But uh, let's see what else what else we got going on in the sports. Oh, Serena Williams. Uh, her last uh, she's, she's gonna retire. So her Ravens last are, oh Ravens are down to one sixty. Oh, that's not bad. Colts are minus one twenty. Ooh, so that means something changed because so, I saw somebody got it at like two forty. Damn. Lucky ass nigga. I think but, char- Chargers are plus two forty. I think I, I, I really a, like the Chargers. That's I think, a risk. I think it's. I feel Listen, pretty. Ra- it, Raiders are plus seven hundred. It's, it's always value there. I feel like it's always value in every other yeah. sport except the NBA because the NBA and except the is, NFC North because we already know who's winning that division. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you no. try trusting Kirk Cousins? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Oh boy, but yeah. Anyway, Serena right. Williams gonna retire. The yeah. goat. This is the the la- her last. Uh, Tournament is the U.S. Open, right? Yep, that's gonna be here in Queens. You going, Miles? We should, we should go. Yeah, I'm people go. always say that shit's a good time. I my I've never my, been. My boy's people, gone twice. People he be said saying it's, it's a good time. Yeah. Like my some of my friends were talking about before. He's like, oh, we should go because like you could just go and watch some low level shit and just get lit and have yeah, the a good side time. the side courts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, maybe maybe I'll see. But those, apparently those tickets have skyrocketed now. Ever since she, of course, like of once course. she like said she was gonna retire. But, we'll see what happens with yeah, the U.S. Open. Yeah. But, um, is she on, um, is she on the Mount Rushmore of goats for athletes in general? Absolutely, I would think so. The level of dominance absolutely. that she had in her sport, mm-hmm. I, I would say that her dominance in tennis as a woman, I would say as a woman, she has dominated any like it's like Tiger Woods level. I feel like yeah, no, but probably more though, more so, yeah. probably more. Yeah, like she's probably like she's won like twenty plus grand. I think it's twenty three grand slams. Yeah, so it's twenty three grand slams. She if she wins. She need one more to tie the record with some woman. That, Steffi Graf. Yeah, and that was before the the whole like open tour, the, the open era. Yeah, yeah. So basically, she got that shit. It Ser- doesn't matter. Serena is the goat of tennis. It's, yeah, for that, sure. That, for that, sure. That, that is that is point blank period. And you know, Djokovic is gonna win some more, and then when he wins some more, like I'll I'll give him that title. But as yeah, of but right now, facts. as of right now, there was no man that was ever as dominant as Serena. Like, and they, I remember they no, but wait, not part of as. It. No, and part of hold it, on because there was always out, there was always at least two right. Yeah. So even like when when Andy Roddick was going, no, like bro. Federer, all right, you still had it was Agassi, Roddick and Federer, no, Agassi. Things. There was they tried to make it Serena and Sharapova, but Pretty she was always shit. dog she walking was the cool. shit okay. out of Sharapova. Hold on, hold on. Wait. Yes, yes. I gotta. I like we What's we, we got to talk about Stan Smith and talk about it. No, we got to talk about <laughs> Nadal. Nadal is probably no Nadal up there. Outside of outside of Federer, he's probably like the 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 he. I would say he's number three. 
when Djokovic wins a couple more, he's gonna be the he's gonna be the goat for tennis. Like, yeah, I'm but, but the, the, the way what? I look at it is that like there's always like a couple people like Serena had that shit on lock. Oh, thousand percent. Like yeah. it was thousand percent. And part of it too was just like men's sports is just bigger because they were allowed to play sports for longer type shit. But like Serena had that shit on lock, lock. Yeah, like it was it it was very similar to like. LeBron not allowing people, I mean, Jordan not allowing people okay. to make it to the finals and winning finals. And then you look at LeBron where it's like there's other stars, but he's still super dominant. So in totality, what I'm saying is, is that regardless of there being three people in the men's side of tennis that mm -hmm. are really good, Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer, mm -hmm. none of them have been as dominant as Serena has been in the sport. Yeah, that's what we yeah. said. That, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, but yeah I'm, we're agreeing. Right. Yeah. I'm saying, like, well, I'm, agree I'm, I'm, agreeing, with, sure, I'm sure. agreeing with y'all, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know, Nadal, Federer, like, you know, in the men's side of the sport, they're the GOATs. But Serena, like, I, I, I feel like of tennis, like, she has to be the face. And I think yeah. because, like, she, like, so, like, each era you can probably look at, like, like Andre Agassi had his, like, mm -hmm. yeah. four or five year yeah. run. Yeah. Yep. Then you had Federer. Then you had Djokovic and Nadal, right? There was at no point when Serena was, like, on the circuit. It was basically Serena and Venus. And they were trying to make, like you and, said, they were trying to make And they were trying like to make Serena and Sharapova, but nah. And it was like, all right, yeah, like Venus is, uh, you know, Venus there too, and she and she deserves her Hall of Fame recognition as, as well. But like, even if it's just as a doubles partner, yeah. But like, Serena was dead ass just on demon timing for her entire career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she what didn't she win a whole tournament while she was pregnant or something like that? Yeah, the Australian Open, yep. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, and she nice. was out here, and she was out here crib walking. Yeah, nah. Yeah, she got it. For um, real. Speaking of ghosts. Uh, the last thing I really want to talk about sports is just like this one thing that I realized watching uh, the most recent episode of the Jeter doc. Um, Why would you say speaking of ghosts? I think you're not the goat. Look, I'm just going to say, we'd be honest on here. Yeah, I'm not going to say like talent-wise. We talk about him being one of the faces. Anyways. Of them. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, was um, there's a point uh, that they were talking about when Jeter had those rough years, like really rough years defensively in like the early 2000s. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing that changed was Brian Cashman called him out. And so not the early, no, later, later 2000s. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing that changed was Brian Cashman calling him out because he was like, everyone felt this way, but no one was telling him. And so Brian Cashman kind of took that L of being looked at as the bad guy by Jeter because mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, like I'm going to tell him. And tell him the things that he needs to do and the things that he needs to get better at. And he and he said himself where he was like, Jeter, for being someone who was so about winning and about being the ultimate competitor and about doing his like trying his his hardest to be the best, like he sat here and went, You're telling me that other people feel this way and just no one has told me? And he's like, Yeah, like we have the numbers to back it all up. And then came out and fucking cooked. Bro, he had the most hits in the whole uh League that in, year, yeah, in fucking twenty twelve when he broke his shit. Niggas said, "Yo, you're not trying to replace me." Cashman was like, "Bro, we looking at Hanley Ramirez right now, bro." Yeah. And then <laughs> man led the fucking at thirty eight. <laughs> yep. And but it's I, and, I'm uh, like I just wanted to finish in, in yeah, like my my point on that is like they're saying that they're like we were robbed, like and he was robbed because no one wanted to call him out. Like imagine if Jeter and I text this to you guys, like if he had a Popovich. Mm. who had no issue calling out stars. I think he would have responded accordingly, similar to his relationship with the boss, where he was like, the boss respected him if you went back and forth with him and set up with him. 
Um, and like, if he had someone to be like, bro, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Think of if instead of 08, where he had that monster season, mm-hmm. like after they were like, it, he was like, yeah, I got my shit together. Like if that happened in like 05, what would his career have looked like? Maybe he finally would have got that MVP. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's one of those things that if someone told him that shit early, instead of him just being like, yeah, well, no one's saying it. Like I'm just doing my best. You know, and at that point, it's still not the analytics is becoming more of a thing. Mm-hmm. But like a lot of people, especially people that were playing earlier, aren't going to lean into it to that extent. So it, it's just crazy to think about because the moment he did it, they were like, bro, he's older and is doing some shit he wasn't doing when he was younger type shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if, if that happened earlier where he was in more of an athletic prime, like imagine what things would have looked like. You know, he's what one of the only I think it's I think I said he was number 28 if people hit 3000 hits. Like, all of those stuff. And even like you said, in that 2012 season with the Hanley and Ramirez shit, for him to be leading the league in his before he broke his um ankle, mm. like, crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, he, he says, he's like, yo, I'm I'm always trying to prove people wrong. Yeah. Uh, Cashman was dead. So he was like, yo, you trash. For real, for real. He was like, oh, we're a bet? Watch <laughs> this. If if niggas would have said that to him, like, two, three years earlier, who knows what, what type yeah. of season, you know. And what was it? Um... I don't know if it was the, the year after Cashman had said it, but I think it was the year after he broke his uh, so ankle. He, he was like, yo, that's, that was like the hardest like training or like rehab shit I ever done. Like I totally revamped the shit. No, no, that like, was... Or was that the Cashman? No, that was when Cashman that's called him Cashman, out. Okay. He literally was like... And I love how they show Jordan because it reminded me of when Jordan got beat by the Pistons and started lifting, mm-hmm. where he was like, yeah, after that, after they told me that, I fired my trainer, I revamped everything. And then he came out and had a fucking amazing season. Oh yeah, Jordan rules. Like, you know what I mean? So it's one of those where it's like, for a player as great as Jeter was, what he meant to the game, what he meant to the Yankees, all those accolades and all those things like that, mm. he spent, a, like, a couple of years, I'm not going to say in his prime, but, like, low-key, eh, maybe not quite his prime. Like, but, like, to, like think about what he could have done. There was a complacency. If, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, if he was pushed mm-hmm. in that regard, like, it would have been insane. And And, like, it's tough because baseball's... Like, it's not necessarily, like, it's one of those sports that it's not just you versus someone else. Like, if you look at a pitcher, like, when you're batting, sure, but we just talk about it being a, a thing to limit failure. Um, But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's one thing if it's like, all right, we're going back and forth, like, every fucking playoff thing. It's just me versus you the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like, that person can push you to be better. Versus in baseball, it's like a lot of it is intrinsic and things like that, and you got to find those parts to motivate you. Someone just called him out on his shit, like... Imagine what Derek Jeter's Derek Jeter's legacy is still crazy now, but imagine what it could have been. Yeah. Hmm. What's your thoughts on this, uh, Mr. Worldwide West? You know, <laughs> first and foremost, first time, long time. <laughs> first time, long time. I love the the Jeter documentary, and I love mm-hmm. everything that it's been about. In regards to, um. There's a lot of things that I had a had a problem with the Jeter documentary. Like one, y'all niggas is feeding the paint A Rod as a villain. A Rod is literally in there, like, yo, bro, listen, I I made my mistakes, but I was still the best player on the team. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because like, he was. <laughs> and, and, and as as a Yankee fan that was there during the mid 2000s, bro, he won two MVPs while he was there. So we already know, like, A Rod was really the hey, guy. Said it. On a down, said it. on a down year, what didn't he hit like forty something home runs and like had over hundred RBIs? Like <laughs> a down year, a down that, year, exactly, yeah, like a down year. Josh Donaldson had a down year like that too, and he won MVP. So there you go. <laughs> that's that, that that that's my point. Um. 
But anyways, yeah, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to, like, you know, everything that these guys have done and anything that um, Jeter himself has done, John, I'm so sorry. The question has been what? I didn't have a question. He didn't have a question. He was just talking. He was just asking you about comments. He was just, he was just commenting on, like, he the was whole, like, if you had like, anything Jeter, to say uh, about, like, if Jeter was pushed. Yeah. Like earlier on. But you story. know what I will say about the Jeter doc? I'm not going to lie. It's cr- it's insane propaganda. <laughs> like, it's crazy propaganda because, it, honestly, if I wasn't a Yankee fan, I wouldn't give two shits about this. Like, I'm just like, this is interesting to me as a Yankee fan because I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, like, this is like I'm not going to lie, cool. JT. If I was a Reds I, fan, why I, am I watching this? I agree with you 100% because do you really watch this? This is not... A Derek Jeter documentary. This is a Yankees documentary. It's a Yankees documentary. Yeah. Yeah. This is giving a lot of baseball fans PTSD. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But at like, the same time, like, like I said before, I love that. Like now, and I like how they touched on it about like how he purposely kept his personality out of the media because that's the Jeter that I knew growing up. So that's why like watching his documentary is super fun and like just seeing him interact with the media, even on the press tour and stuff like that, where it's like. I enjoy seeing Jeter's real personality now because now he's like, yeah, I'm going to let it show. It's not going to affect anything else. Like, I'm not trying to win games anymore. Like, I could just be myself. And, like, he's kind of an asshole. No, he's a, he's and a dick. And I fucking love no, it. No, he's a dick. And I love it, bro. I, it honestly makes me like him so much more. Like, not like even the little shits, but, like, just him talking about where he's like, this dude come up to me in a Starbucks talking about, hey, man, because of you, I give gift baskets now, too. And he's like, what lie. the fuck is wrong with you? That nigga's an idiot. For real, for yeah. real. You giving bitches gift baskets? Oh. I'm sorry. You giving oh. women gift baskets? That's dumb. I'm not going to lie. I feel like he probably has those gift baskets just to give out. She's just ran like, for other occasions. Mm-hmm. And, like, if she wants one, hey. Yeah. But, like, I, that whole shit, I like. One of the things I really like, too, who they do it in some documentaries, but not all, is they they tell them the responses that other people that they've interviewed oh, for documentary says. Yeah, yeah. Like when the homie called him colorless and he was like, he's like, what? No, but when they had like, it was his family, him, his mom, <laughs> his sister, his pops, they always were pining to the lady. Yo, like, his mom was dead ass about to scrap. Yeah, like, his oh, mom is very, happy, that's the one thing I learned about, G, like, I think the most thing I've learned about this from a Cedar doc is mostly like his family. Like yeah, these niggas, for sure. they and are he did tight. his job to keep it out of the, yeah. the you know. They, they are tight knit and they fight for each other. Like, hey, Buckshaw also talks about his family was part of the reason why he wanted to draft them. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's dope, man. Like, but I love learning all this shit, like him talking about all that. And like, I think some of it where he's just like, yeah, like, well, he'll sit here and say, he's like, I'm not going to say it's a good habit, but it's how I work. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Where he was like, I'm trusting. Like, he was like, same thing where he was like, could I have been more accepting to people? Sure. But, like, I've, I'm with him. Like, I don't think he shouldn't have won an MVP because he wasn't buddy-buddy with A-Rod. Mm-hmm. Like, shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, it's just it's just fun to watch, like, someone who's always been so prim and proper when he was, like, in the limelight to that extent or, like, while he was in baseball. Yeah. Like, to just be out here and be like, man, this dumbass motherfucker. Like, that shit is fun. See, even then, even still, I still feel like he's a little bit buttoned up in this doc. I think so too he, he, there was I, at I one just think point, it's his personality there's at one point he said like yeah I'm still not I'm not even gonna share that you know this instance I'd love to get him like like candidly just like you know just mm-hmm. chilling in the room like alright so what do you really like what yeah. was this shit really like I also like the, really, the, the part about with Gary Sheffield mm-hmm. when he was, was questioning his uh his race mm-hmm. um, and, and Chef was out here speaking candidly he was like yo like Joe Torrey not you know treating Jeter like he'd be treating me mm-hmm. and like Flash Gordon and shit like that like 
I thought that was I thought that was pretty good like, that mm-hmm. that they addressed it because like yo like I think you're really like kind of ra- be racially ambiguous sometimes you know you depending on who you ask yeah and at the same time though like at that point it is still the captain of the race. you know what I mean? yeah like, nah, the but nigga, be fuck, nah but respectfully fuck the captain nigga like at the same time like yeah. yo there's niggas like me that's watching baseball it's like bro like I'm a black kid yeah. you know what I'm saying like. Derek Jeter being the face of the Yankees is like it was a great thing, but it's exactly. also you know what I'm saying. Like, no, but that my the reason I said about the ahead. captain it was just because of Gary Sheffield being like he was treated differently than the other black players because he uh, the captain should yeah. also. But be that's still not. <laughs> but no, that's just what I'm. I'm not saying that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Like you, sorry, I, obviously, players yes. should be treated equally. Obviously, I do think that black and white players were treated differently, but like. I think part of the reason that Derek Jeter was treated differently as captain, and I do think part of the reason that it led to that point was because he wasn't black. Like, well, he is black. No, he is. Well, right. But because that, he doesn't, see, he's John, not outwardly see, showing see, his being John Lyon, can you tell me that Luca should be treated the same way as Theo Pinson? Hell no. Hell no. I would give Luca the star treatment and then get Theo Pinson keep walking no, on the I'm bench. No, I'm saying <laughs> Luca should be treated the same way as any black star in NBA. Yes, any black star. Not yeah. Any, not, any, not any black player on the team, though. Yeah, so are you would, also leaning in that Gary Sheffield and then Derek Jeter should be treated differently? If you're the captain of the team and you've already you've already been the captain of at the time four championships, right? Yes, I expect him to be different. Wasn't the captain for all those? He's, three. I don't think was it three or two? He wasn't the at captain. Least two. He wasn't the captain until after all that shit. Nah, he was not until after they three peated. Yeah, yeah, bro. He was bro. They didn't him. have a captain after Mattingly until him. Yeah. Uh, I thought they. I thought he got in like ninety seven or something like that. Right? Madden Lee retired in ninety five, and then after it was after the. Uh, it was after the whatever American Express commercial that him and the boss dropped. It was uh, 03. 03. because yes. it was he was yes. like that was Matsui's yes. rookie year, and it happened right after he went out with Matsui to welcome him to New York. Fair enough, and exactly that's uh, that was the, and okay, that was okay, the same okay, year okay, that they played you. the Mar- the not the Mariners the Marlins. No, Marlins. Yeah, Marlins was 03. Marlins yeah. in the um, World yeah, Series. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. So, but even still, yeah, like, he's a captain. It was like, dope that they touched on that, too, though. Yeah. Um, And I do think it was another thing where he was like, everyone thinks me and Chef got beef. He was like, nah, we're cool. Like, yeah, when he Chef said even it, said, like, yo, I can't. I went to his family. Yeah, I spoke with him. Like, he was like it they was put mad. me in this weird-ass spot and, like, took something out of context. Like, he's yeah. like, we're not talking about Derek Jeter. Yep. Like, that's what that's what they be doing to us, man. They be trying to, sep- they be trying to separate us. But... Now, overall, I thought this, you know, so far through these through these really episodes. Calls him colorless, bro. That was disgusting. Do you think, the, all right, how about this? Because I know, like, because even, like, Sheffield was like, yeah, Derek Jeter Black. Like, he'd be vibing with everybody. Like, he literally, bro, like, he literally was like, I've, bro, like, I, but can we acknowledge, though? Told me that I've, do you think wait, 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 can we acknowledge though that that setup that that setup that that interview was a setup the way that the Gary Sheffield one yeah yes. yes. yeah yeah yes. oh yeah 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 because we not gonna sit here like the way that that interviewer was asking questions bro like you mm-hmm. know what they was getting to like bro we not gonna make make Gary Sheffield the bad guy here he's not he said what the fuck he felt like and that was that because his because his biggest gripe was against Tory yes then they tried to rope Jeter into exactly. it that is crazy and, and that's it bro like you see yep. what the media be trying to do it's like they're trying to get a story out of Jeter who won't let them have stories though exactly yeah. and I respect him a lot for that by yeah. the way like, yeah, yeah, like that shit was huge and like it's crazy because now we think about how we like all of the star players we know and like their personalities you know what I mean like and Jeter was out here like face of the MLB for a period of time and was like yeah nah like y'all, y'all don't need to know me <laughs> like I was to give a story and he was like yo I'm not gonna do that to y'all 
Yeah, man. To like, it's, hey, I respect that. Shit is that's some fucking look. If it didn't come bro. from my mouth, it didn't come. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I hey. That's how you got to live by. But now, yeah, nowadays, niggas only want to talk through the media. Niggas only want to talk through passing. And I'll play basketball. Shams, Waj, you know, Bob Nightingale. <laughs> so basically, they pussy is what you're saying. But, no, I'm I'm telling you, the modern day athlete is is very very puss, very puss. Right. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk through the media and not say it, it smells yourself, like bitch in here. Exactly. If you're not gonna talk for yourself, then what are we doing here? Like this whole leveraging through media and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's that's, that's bitch shit. That's just my personal opinion. You think it's ruining the relationship with athletes, ruining media, or a combination of both? Uh, a combination of both. Because, like, you'll also have media that are just running stories just from, like, quote-unquote sources mm-hmm. about players. Then you also have players that are going to the Reese reporters mm. and telling them, oh, yeah, this is what I feel, but just say sources, you know? So it's it's a weird slippery slope. Um, you know, and look, I just say if you feel – if you have something to say, stand on it. You know, it's the same thing like when you see the, like those articles about like, oh, this anonymous GM, said, like the thing about Lamar, right? Mm-hmm. This anonymous GM said, yeah, I don't care if he wins 15 MVPs. That's still not DC a quarterback. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. Stand on that. If you if you feel that way, put your name on it. Mm-hmm. If not, then you're just you just a bitch. Also, take that. See what the MVP odds for Lamar. That might be solid. Nah, that's okay. Jay Herbo. Um, but yeah, I, so let's say anything else on the Jeter doc? I know that there's one more episode, right? Yeah, I feel like we should talk more about it when it's over. Yeah, well, like the last episode was probably just going to be about his, like, Marlins thing. Oh, yeah, they did, they introduced Hannah Jeter, mm-hmm. a ting. Tough. Yeah, she t- I totally forgot Jeter she was married, from, too. I don't know why, but because he has daughters, too, right? Doesn't he have, like, three daughters? He said she's from the Caribbean. She's Wait, one of the is white she? People. Yeah, she, she's not Caribbean. She's, like, a white person who grew up in the Caribbean. That be How does that work? Just white people with money move to the Caribbean and they live there. Oh, and have kids. Oh. Apparently the Broncos are interested in Jalen Rager. Oh yeah, I heard I heard rumors about that too. Oh yeah, Broncos just got sold to the uh, I think the, the, yeah. the owner of Walmart. I think is this. Yep. Did you hear what he said in the press conference? No. What did he say? Thank you to Roger Goodell, <laughs> Commissioner Goodell. <laughs> Bro, he dead said Goodell. 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 Yeah, nigga, nigga, black Johnny Bolt over here, nigga, electric and shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Johnny Bolt. Put your phone on your on your skin. Are you gonna charge it? <laughs> what are we about to get into right now? Sorry, like we about to get into. Uh, we about to get into Anime Book Club. If you guys do not know, we are watching Netflix's Super Crooks, and this week we covered episodes seven, eight, and nine. So episode seven, the Supermax. Um, yeah, this is basically them all getting set. Um, well, they in this one they finish the the mission. Uh, they they finished getting TK. Um, I'm curious at this point. I'm curious to how they knew each other. And my son, my son Johnny, thinking on the fly, bro, thinking on the fly. But I thought his initial thing was like, it wasn't gonna be all right. We gotta get TK to save us. I thought it was gonna be. I don't really fuck with ghosts like that. Let's yeah. put him in a difficult ass situation, yep. which is gonna make him a better safe cracker. Like he's got pressure, so maybe he'll be able to do it. When they said he's an elite, you know, pressure makes diamonds. Yeah, you know what I mean. But they picked it up, and here, like, after that incident, you see that him and Ghost start respecting each other, even if they don't really fuck with each other. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I and hate also, you, but damn it, don't I respect yeah, you. Yeah, and he said it when um, when the Heat was out here. He was like, yeah, this shit works. And he was like, don't take credit for the shit. Johnny did that shit. <laughs> um, and homie said, all right, the plan's tomorrow. Like, he is a nut for that. He's like, yeah, get your rest. <laughs> we got a plan tomorrow. Nigga, what? They were like, but we, he, he didn't even tell them the plan yet. He said, if y'all are in, it's going to be tomorrow. 
Um, yeah, I also, like I said to you guys before, I tried it in English during this episode and wasn't really feeling it, but it is interesting because Ghost has the same voice as Laurent. Does he really? Yeah, oh, yeah. it sounded oh. like it, though. Yeah. What sucks is, like, I would think that Laurent's voice would be on Johnny. Right. You know? Yeah. Um. So now we're, we're getting the full... The, the whole group's getting together. They're going to explain the plan and all that shit. Um, we we learned how TK and Johnny met. They met at Supermax, but I guess they didn't really interact with each other. Mm. Or I guess they didn't really know each other's powers because obviously they were restricted at that point. Mm. Um, but now we we get here. They're waiting for homie to pull up. And I'm just like, oh, the homeless dude is back. And his name is Forecast. And he got a broken ass. Told you that nigga wasn't homeless. Yeah. Told you. Yeah, you're right. He was just napping you on the bench. You, you did say that shit. No, I'm like, well, black the, people uh, are homeless. But I'm like, bro, like, for him. Usually people who nap on benches like that under newspaper tend to be homeless. You don't know his life. He a weird ass nigga. Clearly. He a Kyrie ass nigga. Yeah. Also, now they start talking about Count Orvok. I think his name is. I thought it was Count Orlock. Orlock. I have it written down in another episode. I don't know where. I got Count Orlock. It is Orlock. Okay. So they're talking about Count Orlock, and they start showing his thing, and I'm like, is he like Doctor Strange? Like, is that like his power? Like the magic type shit and all that? You know what I mean? Like Magneto or some shit. This nigga was beastie. But he just, he literally had fucking rabbits and doves and shit like that. (laughs) That nigga magic. So. We're to, we're to Irvin. So Doctor Strange. Yo, did y'all see this, the fucking clip of Magic Johnson's wife talking to Oprah? Yes. You saw the, the clip I'm talking about? I think so, if I'm remembering correctly. I think I may have seen it a while ago. And I thought then, you were going to talk about the clip of Magic Johnson on The Breakfast Club. Huh? When they was like, yo, <laughs> when you when you found out. Oh, uh, yo. It, <laughs> I know exactly. So, out, like, oh, my God. Did you think, damn, what dirty bitch was that with? <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, the rest of episode seven was a lot of that. We learned out about forecast powers. Um. I also do think that specifically in Japanese, I think Casey and Carmine's voices are better. Um, I think they feel a little bit better. Um, and now, like, we, we this is the first time we actually see, like, Mr. Matt's, right, in this episode where he goes to visit the jail and at that party and stuff like that. All right. Is it just me or when I see Mr. Matt's, I'm getting big Ed Wunsler vibes. Yo. That, <laughs> right? And right? it's weird because it's like, <laughs> who? It's, Ed, Ed Wunsler. Wunsler. From yeah, Boondocks. From Boondocks. If, um, like, the animation style is not exactly the same, but it's very similar. You see, like, you see, like, yeah. the same kind of head shape, same uh, kind of old white guy. Yes. Yes. And he kind of be moving the same. He, yep. he, he walks with, like, yep. that air of confidence where it's like, yeah, like, niggas can't Robert. touch me. <laughs> yeah. and, and this is my friend, Robert Freeman. Freeman. <laughs> and, um. Opening a new soul food place downtown. <laughs> Niggas had the Luther. I'm crying. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. We need a counter of how many times Boondocks is discussed on this podcast. <laughs> um, but, like, in that scene, like, it was giving big, like, Hail Hydra vibes. Yeah. And I feel yes. like you mentioned this previously. You might have, but, like, it was giving big Hail Hydra vibes with that. And, like, now I'm sitting here, like, I wonder if it's just he has this reputation or if he's really a dickhead. And then you see that he's really a dickhead. Like the fact that like you have a whole prison of villains and they're in they're inviting and throwing a party for the person that leads the network of villains. I don't understand that. I was very confused by that. It's it's like you kind of keep people in the circle. Like it's private owned prison type shit, like free labor type shit. Like you know what I mean? 
Like, um, yeah, it's crazy. We yeah. go back from prison to prison. That's the theme in the past two animes that we've been watching, bro. Yeah, and um, I like I, the other prison anime we did. We did a few. No, we, <laughs> we did do a few. But I like the other one. Prison school. Prison school. Yeah. yeah. Like the, one. the one that we did before this one, and now the one that we're doing right now. Um. Yeah, and like <laughs> he out here goes, yo, let me know who stops applauding first. Um, different. And I'm very curious about his powers at this point. Uh, we see in a later episode, we also see him have this gun that he uses. Mm-hmm. But like, he just pointed it at the building. Like he didn't need walls. That's like, what he didn't I was need confused to see them. about. You know what I mean? Like, is it is it the gun specifically? Is it just because he didn't use the gun to kill that person when they were driving away? The guard, and he killed the wrong guard. Maybe it enhances like if he can see so, it. I'm thinking it might just be if he thinks about that person. You know what I mean? Which is a very broken power. But I guess he has to have it under wraps to an extent so he doesn't just think about everyone around him. You know what? You might be right only because, like, when when they did that flashback of the one, like, with the uh, real estate guy that tried to jip him. Mm-hmm. And, like, he just kept killing mad people. They were, like, across the, well, the country, like, across the yeah. world. So my only thought, like, with the snipers, maybe it helps him, like, cause, like sure I went, if there's multiple people type shit. Possibly. So, like, when they were driving away, right, the driver was like, oh, wrong person. Right? But no, he, no, they his, were still. His number two. Yeah, he's number two, but he was, but he was still like in eye shot of the person. So maybe it helps him just if you can vision, if you can see him, yeah. you can he can use his power. No, nah, I know that guard is sick, bro. That guard was crazy. <laughs> Yo, why is your phone going off? The fuck? That uh, bitch is dumb for not turning it off after the first time, though. I thought she got hacked. Honestly, the second time, I was nah, like, damn, she had to have gotten hacked. Idiot, bro. Um, but yeah, like that's a good job starting to like if you're gonna establish a villain, like that's a good opening way to do it yep. for sure. Uh, episode eight, Union of Justice. So, yeah, First, oh my god, this episode got me so fucking mad, dog. Oh, get god, yeah, I fell asleep halfway through. I had to rewind it, oh, bro. You, you, you get you get a little flashback in the beginning, um, of young Casey when she when she met um, uh, Carmine. At first, my first instinct before I realized it was Casey was I'm sitting here like I wonder if she's like Matt's kid. Cause you know how like the original like you have to be a descendant of someone with powers, mm-hmm. and like I was like, well, if both their powers involve like mental power, because mm-hmm. even Matt said, I realized I was a villain when I I said my mom's milk tasted so bad I wish her head would explode. So that's where I was also thinking of like it might be like he he just really thinks about it. This nigga, Mister Matt's is anti mommy milkers, crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, she really learned the ropes from Carmine, which she kind of knew already. But like now I'm starting to think again, bro. I really hope that like. Casey not playing Johnny. Like, in the beginning of this episode, I'm starting to think, you know? Nah, I never die. She a ride or die ass bitch. That's what, I, that's what I hope. I really do. But, like, because they talk about, like, being able to set up and all of those things, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, use your powers and stuff like that. But we do see some areas before where the um, the kind of callbacks where Carmine is, like, find someone who respects your power and likes it and can do stuff like that. And when mm-hmm. they do the flashback later on of, like, the, the wine mission mm-hmm. um, where it's, like, Oh, that's cool. She's like, oh, you're not afraid of my power? And he's like, no, it's just dope. Um, I don't understand why she'd be, if, like, I get it because, like, the, 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 the four guys. It's alluding from, to something. Well, it's, from the, from it's the alluding past. to something. That's why I, I feel like it was setting up. A, like, a, I feel like, like it was setting up sabotage. Because I feel like it's got to be much worse than just setting hallucinations on people. Because if she's, like, oh, well, you're not afraid of it? She's, and he's like, nah, like, this is some cool shit. Like, no. I, I think, I, there has to be more to it. There I has to be more to it. I I think the whole thing with her power is that she thought of the worst thing she could do with it. You know what I mean? And the thing is, people are afraid because they're like, what if she does? What if she's what if she's in a bad mood and does it to me? Uh-huh. And I'll never know. 
Right, well. But like the whole thing is Johnny's like, nah, I trust you. Like, why would you do that to me? I think your power is cool. It's super useful. You I know guess, what I mean? I think that shit cool too. Yeah. So I feel like the whole fear is because they saw what she did to people and they were like, fuck, she could do that to me at any time. Mm-hmm. Like, what if she blackmails me? What if she does it? What if she takes all my money? That's a you know what I mean? Point. That's a very good so that's why point. I don't yeah. think it's alluding to anything. I think it goes into her trying to find someone who accepts her for her and Carmine kind of teaching her that way. But I'm hoping it's not like a double cross or not like, um, mm-hmm. Where the the show is trying to set it up there. Oh man, they're such a perfect fit, and it turns out that in all actuality, like you know, it ends up just being her trying to get stuff. But when we get to the end, I, I don't think that's the case. But continuing with this episode, um, clearly they get started with the heist. You got the food truck set up. You got all these things. I also want to know, like, I know you talked, you guys talked about it before. What the fuck is good with Ghost Suit? Where do you get it from? Why is this so special to him? Like, Especially because he didn't even need it for anything later shit so like i don't understand what it's for just hide his identity i guess I just, just wear a mask school, just be a ghost nigga look like a bug <laughs> yeah i don't know it's weird a human fly hmm. a flea yeah we start seeing other people shout out to lucha libre um it's just seeing other people they talk about the other heroes utopian the paragon or red wave and all those people and i'm like i wonder if they did this with the whole gathering there on purpose but it turns out that they pull up every morning mm-hmm. and have like a meeting type shit but as soon as I saw Praetorian pull up, I was like, something going wrong. Yeah, bro. bro. Once I saw that nigga, I'm like, all right, you know. You. Mm-hmm. And I said, fuck that nigga. That you How'd you guys feel when the, the necromancer thing first started? What'd you guys think it was? Nah, man. I'm not going to lie. I knew from the start it was some bullshit. I thought it was Casey at first. I thought I knew from the start it was some bullshit. I thought it was Casey like making like a group of people be like, oh my God, this thing is going on. And they were going to send them like across the world and nothing was happening. It's like, it was given very much Justice League where it's just like, oh my goodness, we're going to leave our home base. Everybody is going to leave our home base. So we we can figure out whatever the fuck that we need to. Stomach was fucked up. I'm very surprised that they used a lot of real world stuff. Cause you know, like how in it certain like cartoons and animes, like they kind of, it's real things, but they change it up. Yeah, of course. Like Like, um, that was an actual Amtrak train. I'm like, what the fuck? They're in New York. Like in New York, they have like the whole like the Times Square, mm-hmm. like the yeah the train, train station. I'm like, what? Like that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, think about like when we saw like um, and I feel like that's the difference between like an anime anime where it's based off a of manga versus something done by like a comic or a graphic novel. It's more American. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's cool because like we we saw it in uh the one that I'm thinking of is uh that was a part timer. All the small stuff where it's like uni slow. Like all of those sort of things, yeah. and they worked at a at a bootleg McDonald's. Yeah, um, and then I'm sitting here and I'm like, bro, what? when I'm like, why did everyone but the Praetorian go? And I'm like, so at this point, TK can just move anything. I feel like we get the confirmation here; it doesn't just have to be metal. I feel like mm-hmm. that's what I was figuring. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, um, and then I'm out here and I'm like, bro, like, what what's going on? Like, I, in my notes, I'm like, oh, he's an idiot, and I'm like, who who? Oh, wait, wait, you didn't pick up on that from the other episode when he knocked the dudes out of the plane and he was like, oh, I thought it would be higher? Because he pushed them out the plane and he was like, oh, I thought it would I thought it'd be higher. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I, I did not think about it then ah. until that point. Um, yes, we're on the dead peoples, yes. Oh, um, I put the, oh, he's the idiot thing was when fucking... Johnny was um when they did the flashback of that initial mission, she was like, "Don't fuck it up." Like when we did that, uh, we were robbing the yakuza. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, it's not Johnny. He's really stupid, bro. <laughs> low key, low key. Yeah. Like and yo, Praetorian went crazy. Like homies out here is like, "What power you got today?" Super hearing. <laughs> like, 
Nah, Imagine waking up every morning and niggas is like, all right, well, what you about to do? Be like, ah, it depends on what one of my 200 powers feels like. That, okay, I'm still so, trying to figure out how does he know what power he gets because he just said, oh, two of spades. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Yes, I'm wondering like, if the, what? the cards are the key. Like, is it something if they get rid of the cards, he doesn't have the powers or like it's less powers? But it seems like he has super strength and like flying even without him having to shuffle the yeah. cards. So that's Dude. what I'm confused about, like what it means. And then you see with the fireball, like the card turned into the fireballs. So is a is it just a prop that he uses? Like I'm very curious as to what his like what exactly his powers entail. Um, but now it's basically leading into episode nine, which is when we learn about Count Orlock. It's called Count Orlock. Shout um, out that helmet, my nigga. Yeah, my first thing is how the fuck were they gonna get out of this one? Praetorian's fucking them up. Ghost is trying to find the shit. None of them can really hang against Praetorian. Yo, the fight scene between the, the brothers, the twins. Oh my god. Nigga tried to poke his eye and his finger like, broke. My son said Iron Body. Wrong one. <laughs> like Tough. Bro, the fact that we saw them fight against Gladiator, who's known to be one of the strongest, mm-hmm. and like hold their own. And this motherfucker just basically dismantled, and they were like, I don't even want to form back together. Like, we are done. Bro, they didn't even show the fight between the, the, the fat brother. Yeah. It was just off screen, and you just heard the squishing. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's crazy. Like, Praetorian is a problem. Big problem. Yeah, and I was like, he really... And also, like, when he gets the laser thing, I guess this might have been some foreshadowing. He just started murdering all these people. They're like, oh, cool, it's Praetorian. He was like, laser eyes, cool, and just starts killing everyone. Yeah. yeah. Like, and off I, the record, like, completely off the record. The thing started, like... Just, yeah, on some... It was given, And like, literally, homie said, he's like, you you don't give a fuck about who you're, like... Yeah. Big, this shit? Like, I was getting why? big big Homelander vibes. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah, I, I don't Homelander watch the boys, vibes. but, like, that's what I was thinking based on what people have told me about yep. the boys and things that I've heard. Um, and we also see this might also be some foreshadowing there where the one dude who survived was on the ground recording the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. So that might come out. We still got three more episodes after this. Um, also did the Call of Duty reference. Yeah. Oh, the co- oh, the this COD Call reference Duty, is, is Call of Duty zombies yeah, mode. That's that jokes. Um, and I like how they show like, uh, like utopian being old, like very rarely in superhero stuff. Do you see the heroes being old? Yeah. So I thought that was cool, and then now we see how serious they took this bullshit fight. You know what I mean? Like, they're not even considering the fact that this is all just a facade. Like, they're just like, all right, we got to do these things, and it's like, bro, y'all not picking up on the nonsense? But you know what's interesting about that? I just realized. Mm-hmm. You know what? They're not going on the superhero trope of, like, oh, superheroes just don't age yeah. like regular people. They age. They do age like regular people because they, they, yeah, the same, yeah. with, same with the heat and the same with... Um, well, the heat doesn't have any powers, but, like, Mr. Matz and other people. Yeah, Mr. Matz, yeah. but, like, they, they get progressively older. That's yeah. why Mr. Matz is retiring yeah. basically no i think that's cool um but like also now my my son tk almost shit himself when gladiator come up and all that shit he's like don't i know you yeah i just think it's funny how when they appear and it's like in the fucking ship because gladiator can't fly <laughs> um we also see like another kid so um i think it's paragon is utopian's kid um, yeah we said dad yeah i know but i'm saying like i just couldn't remember the name jt oh. damn um, <laughs> damn damn what? Yeah, Molecule Master, smart, like some of their powers, we get into it. But like, I just think it's so interesting how easily they were played. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, we're here to save the day. And like, I feel like in other traditional superhero stuff, we get them like, all right, what's the ulterior motive? What is this? Is this a distraction? I know it killed this person. Like, they didn't ask any questions. They were just like, oh, Necromancer's back. They're zombies. All right, whatever. Yeah. Like, mind you, it's these two no questions. They was just like doing yeah, special this, effects. No questions, like, just hands, bro. <laughs> and honestly, on a villains. More so than the heroes, that's plus one. Mm, definitely. And I thought it was funny when Utopian like fights Necromancer, like, oh, like they fought before and shit like that. And he's just like going in, like 
Necromancer is like his powers basically drop, so he's just falling and he's just continuing the punch like he's actually doing something. Nigga put an Omni Man. Right? Yeah, I mean to costume similar. Um Hey bro. Yeah. Uh I thought the whole thing was funny in Japanese as well. What else do I have? I thought homie was leaving Johnny alone. And then I'm like, the heroes are so simple minded. And so they, they, they managed to get away, right? They get the whole, they get the helmet, they see the magic word, they do all that shit. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That shit, that's what I had. That shit in Japanese was hilarious. Oh, I, that's what it is. So there you go. Um, But like at that point, I don't know if you felt it, guys, but I was like, this shit too easy. Yeah. Like they got away too easy. Everything's yeah. a little bit too smooth. Also, Especially because I was like, all right, there's four more episodes left. Yeah. And also them saying out loud where they were going. I was like, that's stupid. This man can like fucking fly. <laughs> like, um, and everything got pretty smooth. We learned about um, the crime syndicate and all that stuff, and they want to make it again. We learned that the Mr. Matt used to work with them. Mr. Matt's the Heat, and uh, Count Orloff. The Count Orloff was, was a, a fucking was a trio, goofy motherfucker. I think it was out here in the walls like grape juice. Oh shit, she got a nice body. Yes, <laughs> um, and it was a valid reason so why the syndicate didn't work. Where they were just out here like, yeah, villains are constantly trying to one up and backstab each other and shit like that. Like big groups of villains like that don't work. Yeah. Gotta keep your um, circle small. And then motherfucker popped up, bro. They thought they was getting pizza, and then Praetorian pulled up and had another broken-ass power. Yeah, no, nah, that was... That, My that son was, was like, crazy. this shit freezes, and it freezes your thoughts, so your shit don't work on me. That shit was fucked up. I was like, wow, how convenient. But this is what Casey's fear was. Mm-hmm. This is like, she, he might have a power that could take me out, yep. and he did. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I feel like there was a little bit of foreshadowing, too, that, that Praetorian was kind of like... A bad guy, like not a good guy. Yeah. When he got that shit. laser power, yeah, me and too. he was like lasering, he was like, "Oh shit, I'm lasering civilians." He was like, "Oh shit, yeah, I got laser powers." Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. So I think that's definitely where they show it, and here we get that big twist of double he's, agent. Yeah, he's he's a double agent. He's working for the um the network, Mister Matt's appears, and like at this point, I'm sitting here like, all right, Count Orlog is gonna be the one to save them and figure some shit out, so they could, you know. Pull a rabbit out the, the ass here. Shit had me fucked up. And this motherfucker it. was like, I told you I don't like being fucking surprised by people and just murked him. That caught me by surprise. Yeah, bro. I, I mean, thought I, I was going to build up Orlock <sighs> and for him to get taken out like that. We don't get nothing what, from Orlock. When a headache could cause a head explosion, I promise you, yeah, you different. Okay, that shit was nuts, bro. But this is where, I, like, like I said before, like just questioning Matt's power and all right. that stuff. But yeah. homie was feeling nice, maybe getting a little soft in his old age. And Who's let the salamander? Go. I don't know. Because he said that's, I assume, that's, that's the I next assume person is number gonna... two. So the guy who was in the ah. car with him and stuff like that. That's who I assume. But like, it's kind of crazy. And I'm wondering if now these next few episodes is like them going to be like, all right, we got to make money to pay the network. But also, even before he brought the money out, he said five million. So he thought they were only making five million on this job. When they were supposed to be making 50. Yeah. And I was like, cool, let him take the five and skedaddle. And then homie's dumbass goes, here's all the money. Here's the stuff. What, why are you guys standing like that? That was funny. Because homie fell asleep, bro. Orlock is a fucking goof. Um, yeah, this episode was a fucking twist, and I'm sitting here like, where do they go from here? Like, is it the, are they just going to out here to try and get them back? Like, is the Heat's next plan to be like, all right, we got to outsmart Mr. Matt with this broken-ass power in Praetorian that we can do nothing about? Um, like, what do you do for the show from this point? But I feel like it also sets up another second season. Like, if all of it is like, all right, we got to work for the network and free ourselves type shit, like, what is the move? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know where, like, like usually in episodes, I kind of have an idea of where you go from here. I yeah. have no idea where you go from here. Nope. You got four episodes left. Um, I, I, 
I don't know. So you, yeah. already, you, already, you already did the big heist. I thought the big heist was going to take at least like two or three episodes to plan and like execute. Mm-hmm. But that's already it done. Ends on the big heist. Yeah, that's already done. You got Mr. Matz and Praetorian out here walking off into the sunset with pizza. Uh, everybody's bread. frozen. And where's the lifeline at? Like, there's not even, like, another, like, villain that's out there, like, oh, all right, I'm going to come and, like, oh, actually, that's not true. My boys is about to come through and save the day like I predicted. Oh yeah. The ragtag bunch, baby. That's my prediction. What are they going to do? They're going to... I mean, Praetorian I worked all of them already. This I, don't, mu- this I don't get first it. Of all, I don't this man, JT, must think that this is Aqua Team Hunger Force yes. in the early 2000s. <laughs> yes, bro. He must think that he got We got Frylock. Fry. Oh, we got Frylock. We got oh, Meatwad. Oh, nah. I had my second person ask me if it was Master Shake that I had tattooed on my leg. And you know what? For good measure, we got Carl coming through. With the Carl coming through. That's why I was on Meatwad. You know, Carl's wearing the. Uh, it is good. That's good. He has some good impersonations. I don't know. He got a good Uncle Ruckus. He got a good Meatwad. Pause. Um, you know what? He's wearing a Lawrence. I'm pretty sure it's a Lawrence Taylor jersey. Lawrence Taylor. Who's wearing a Lawrence Taylor jersey? Carl. That's me, baby. That's me. Wow. When he wear his 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 Giants jersey, I'm pretty sh- I'm mm. pretty sure it's a Lawrence. Taylor. It might I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, baby. That's me. Oh, me. Wow. Because all old white guys have a Lawrence Taylor jersey. One of the good ones. That man was a no. He was not one of the good ones. That man was a nut. That nigga's a criminal. Who? Norris Taylor. Oh, that's a bad guy. What did he do? Bro, you on Demon Time? He almost kind of like uh, what do you call it? Almost on some uh, Karl Malone type shit. Oh, oh, really? I'm pretty All sure. Right, we'll talk about that. I think five. so. All right, let's wrap this shit up. Yeah, because I mean, Miles got to go to bed. Yeah, based off of that, I got to like, go to I, bathroom. I really don't know like where else we can go from here, and I feel like we're on the same page on that. But if you guys are watching along with us. Just finish up the show, man. We got four more episodes. Uh, next week will be episodes 10 through 13. Um, I'm very excited to see where this is going to go because I've enjoyed it so far. And I'm just like, what, what the fuck do you do from here? There's got to be some sort of final clash. There's got to be something that I assume will set up another season. I just don't know what it's going to be. Uh, but I am excited to find out. Uh, that it's but, like 13 episodes. Yeah. But with that, guys, um, that's it for episode 148 of Toby Sports Pod. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Saratobi Sports. Um, go like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Defended Narwhal or on Instagram at Mo2Fit. And um, do something nice for yourself tonight. Guys? Hey, man. I'm going to tell you one thing. I'll leave robot messes. That's not lit. Interesting. Uh, all I got is Nematoja people too. It's eleven eleven. Make a wish. I wish for. Can't tell you because then it's not going to come true. Later, everybody. Matt, you got anything? Follow me at Rego Recordings. It's your boy. We'll catch y'all next week. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Champion, like a champion, I'm so cold out here.